This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. Today on the show, Sasha Exeter is joining us. She is a former elite athlete turned global brand marketer turned entrepreneur. She is the founder of So Sasha, a personal brand and website where she shares a refreshing approach to fitness, lifestyle, and motherhood to her followers all over the world. She has so many motivating tips that really encourage us to get off the couch and to start moving our bodies. I'm thrilled to have her here today. I think what caught my eye with Sasha is that while she talks about health and wellness and looks incredible in the most amazing outfits and (laughs) is such a fun person to follow. She's also used her voice in really big ways on topics that matter and that are moving the needle. Last year, she spoke out about how she was treated as a black woman living in Canada and Toronto. And it got a lot of press, a lot of conversation, many online bullies who started landing in her DMs and emails. So Sasha and I sat down today and we talked a little bit about the reality of that experience for her and how she was able to recover from the experience, how she was able to navigate not only this BLM movement, but also her personal life, her job as a mother, dealing with COVID. I mean, there have been so many things coming at us from so many different fronts. So she really talks to us and shares with us some of the self-care tools and tips that she's used to ensure that she's able to keep moving forward. This was a fun conversation, but also one where we talk about things that are really important in the world right now. So I'm so glad that you're joining me for this one. Grab your journal or a notepad jot a few things down, make sure that as you're listening, if something speaks to you, to take a little screenshot and to share it with us, tag Sasha and at Raw Beauty Talks. Let us know what's resonating. Let's dive in. Sasha, I'm so thrilled to have you here today. Two busy mamas. We are going to just fit this little conversation in to the day. It's a Monday right now when we're recording this and Mondays I feel like are always a lot. How old are your kids? My daughter is four. She's turned four in August, but your mom, so you get it. I feel like she's four, but she is towing the line of like 12 or 13. (laughs) What happens? My daughter just turned four as well. Exactly. So you, you're right where I, where I am. She is an independent woman with her own mind, her own thoughts. She is standing in her strength. All of a sudden she went from the shyest girl ever to like the boss of the house were like, excuse me, um, where did you come from? (laughs) 
we do. But we don't love that right now. That's the type of independence we want them to have when they are 18 years old. Oh my God. I keep saying this to myself. I'm like, this is everything I wanted my daughter to be and more, but just not to me. Not, not, not yet. No, I still need you to listen to me. So I don't know. We're trying to do the whole, like, give her space to be. And then also sometimes you're like, no, you cannot have a snack right now. And that, like, whatever it is, but they're living fighting for it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, to start off with, for those individuals who have not had the chance to connect with you on social and to see everything that you're about, can you give us a little bit of background on who Sasha Exter is? Yeah, I feel like I wear so many different hats, but I'm a former corporate renegade who in 2012 took a risk um, and my circumstances brought me to a place where I ended up becoming, I guess you can call me a brand storyteller or a content creator. And through that role, it's kind of just spawned into other amazing opportunities, like being a spokesperson and a model and doing commercial work and being a guest speaker or a public speaker. So yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I first was introduced to you when you used your voice for something that was really important. And there was it was a controversial topic, not controversial in that what happened happened and you used your voice to kind of bring light to it. And it was around Black Lives Matter and Jessica Mulroney and some things that were said and that whole relationship. So what I was drawn to immediately with you was that you are this dynamic mom, businesswoman, fucking looking fantastic in every post. I'm like, excuse me with this yellow pantsuit that's going on right now and on this like insane gown that she's wearing. But also you're not here to F around. You're like, here's what matters in life. Here's what's important to me. I'm going to speak about it. I'm going to share all these different parts of myself. I'm going to be fabulous and raw and real and I mean, I've got goosebumps right now thinking about all that you are and all the ways that you show up. And so I just wanted to start off by saying thank you. Oh, wow. You're going to make me very emotional. What happened last year was a long time coming for me. I've always stood up for what I believed in. I've always used my voice per se, but I feel like becoming a mom really changed my perspective on a lot of different things and how I communicate my viewpoints and Mm -hmm. how I stand up and how I show up because I want a different world and a different life for my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I really believe in leading by example. I think that that's kind of the only way. So I really use Maxwell as my compass now in pretty much everything that I do. So when all of that was going on, I I just didn't even feel like there was any other alternative than to stand up and stand for what's right and stick up for myself and defend myself and just kind of share my perspective as well in terms of what was going on with the BLM movement as a Black woman, as a Black Canadian woman, because I lived in the U.S. and I am Canadian. I do have most of my following is Canadian. And I think at the time that most people really felt like this was an American issue in the beginning and it didn't affect us and that racism doesn't exist here and so on and so forth. So, Which we have obviously learned 
more in the last couple of months than it oh is my. definitely alive yes, and well in sure. this country and every country. This is not specific to certain borders. This is correct. You nailed it. This is everywhere. So without going into all the details, people can Google you and read all about all of that that story and what happened. And I think you should, because there's some important information there and some powerful words that were shared. I want to talk about using your voice as a woman. I'm seeing all of these incredible women that I get to interview on this show and in my life who have gotten more and more comfortable using their voice, but I don't want to discount the fact that it is very hard. You know, even if you're somebody who has a platform and people think it just comes easily, it's not easy to stand up for what you believe in or to share something vulnerable or to speak out, especially in today's day and age with cancel culture and everybody having differing opinions, there's, it can feel really hard. And yet I feel like it's more important now than ever that as women, we're using our voices and sharing what we're feeling and talking and in communication with one another, whether that's around the dinner table or on in conversations like we're having right now. So talk to me a little bit about that experience of speaking up and sharing something that I can't imagine was like super easy. Well, it wasn't. And there's layers to it because yes, it's difficult for most women to stand up and stick up for themselves and other women and speak about taboo topics, but it becomes even more difficult and delicate as a woman of color. There's things that I have to think about when I share something that you have the privilege of not having to think about. And I think primarily that is like almost like the delivery of what you're saying. So it's almost like I have to think, well, in order for someone to understand what I'm going to say, the message has to be palatable. Like people need, it needs to be easily digest by my audience. And then you have to think about, well, who is my audience? And quite frankly, my audience is not primarily people of color. It is white people. Right. So when I was spending a lot of time talking about my perspectives in the corporate world as a black woman and raising a biracial daughter, the way I would speak to an audience that's majority black or of color is very different than how I was communicating to my audience. So that just adds a whole different layer and a whole different stress. But you know what? At the same time, I think I've laddered up to that moment. So that's kind of something that I've been doing my entire life. I've had to be cognizant of that in school and I had to be cognizant of that in my corporate career. There's times like we're all human. We get flustered, we get frustrated, we get angry at work and with coworkers and in social situations. But, you know, I have to be careful to not be labeled as that angry black woman. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's really about pausing and taking my time with how I communicate and choosing the right words that I know is going to land well and be accepted well and easily digested. So that's hard. It's and exhausting. I, think I was going to use that exact word. It's very exhausting. And I think a lot of women, whether they're of color or not, if it's something that they feel like they have to take all these things into consideration, I think they're just like, F it. Well, I think a lot of people are frozen and not saying anything at all. And I'm hearing that behind the scenes, whether it's around this or Indigenous rights and everything that's happening in Canada, or whether it's feminism and women's rights or sexual abuse, like people are starting to move into that freeze patterning where they 
don't want to say anything at all. And in some moments, that's good. It's okay to listen and yeah, to agree. absorb and to learn and to hear different perspectives. You know, we don't always have to be running our mouths every second, especially I think for individuals who are white right now, there's been a huge holding pattern of just listening, just listening and learning. But then there's also a moment when it's time to step up, show up, support, speak, use our voices, all of the things. Correct. You nailed it. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L com slash talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friend. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code RAWBEAUTYTALKS at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code RAWBEAUTYTALKS. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. Considering we talk so much about self-care on this show, how did you recover and fill yourself up after what I can imagine has been an incredibly exhausting couple of years with everything going on, BLM, COVID, mothering a small child, co-parenting, running your own business? How are you doing over there, first of all? And what are some of the things that you really lean on in order to be able to continue to show up? Well, I am literally holding back tears right now. That is a good question. I am still trying to find ways to deal and to cope. Mm. And it has not been easy for me whatsoever. And I think over the last 17 or 18 months, I had kept a lot of things in and didn't fully express everything that was happening behind the scenes and what I was really going through. And I 
I'm certain that a lot of people had felt that some of the incidences that occurred last year were just singular and isolated. And because they stopped hearing about it in the news that, you know, I'd kind of like moved on. And in July, I mean, with COVID exhaustion and just the mental exhaustion of showing up every day, especially the online component. And I don't want to use the word pretend because that makes it seem like I wasn't being who I was. I'm still a happy person and I, and I'm not a fake person at all, but I just wasn't fully transparent with the challenges and the grief that I was dealing with. What had helped me survive was therapy, but little did I know is that like, I was just touching the tip of the iceberg. Like she was, my therapist was basically just barely holding me on by a thread. Mm. And it wasn't until end of July, I went to home meditation, which I love in Toronto, um, which is normally a very safe space. It still is for a sound bath and everything that I've been holding on to all of this time, soon as the instruments started being played, just kind of like rose the top of my skin. And I could, I can't tell you how long I was in that sound bath. It could be five minutes. It could have been 35 minutes. I don't know. I was just sobbing uncontrollably. It was very powerful. And I came out of there, had a public anxiety and panic attack mm-hmm. at the corner of Adelaide and Spadina. And I was like, okay. So I thought I had things kind of together. I knew I was dealing with some heavy shit, but I was just kind of plowing through it on autopilot and doing the little things that I could every day, like my affirmations and journaling. But it was like, looking back, it was just like very surface and I needed to press control, alt, delete, and take a, like a real pause. Like I was in like danger zone. So it's like, taking a step away from social media, which was probably the most dangerous space because again, I was having to conceal some major things that was happening and then it's work, right? So I'd be showing up online or showing up, opening my laptop and opening my emails and the online bullying was just atrocious. And it has been coming in vicious cycles for the better part of a year and a half. So, you know, Opening your email and to 10, 15 emails a day with someone describing how they want to harm you and your child and oh my God. Being publicly attacked in my neighborhood and things like that. Like, you know, I was never bullied in school, but it would be the same thing or bullied at work. It's like you don't want to show up. So if you're being bullied on social media in in your inbox, you're not gonna wake up every morning pumped to get to work. I was terrified. So I took six weeks off and really limited my time online, did a lot of therapy, did sound therapy, a lot of deep trauma therapy, MDR therapy, got out of the city, really found ways to disconnect, to connect as the kids say, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, find things like you said that would fill my cup because all the things that I've been doing had been draining it and emptying it. And all I've been doing 
because of the type of person I am is wanting to help other people, but I wasn't, you know, and other women in small businesses and not really helping myself. So, you know, making the decision to like make a happiness list and figure out what truly makes me happy and making sure that every day I'm kind of like integrating those things, you know, and setting really firm boundaries for myself and not only setting them because I've done that before in the past, but I never held on strong, firm with them. Right. So really like pushing back on even my team or, or clients and really saying, you know what, I'm doing this so I can be not only a better person for me, but a better collaborator or better team leader or a better content creator or ambassador. So yeah, it's been a lot of hard work and seeing a lot of, of my treating physicians and specialists. And I'm very fortunate to have the resources to be able to even take that time off, especially as a single mom and to have, you know, the resources that I had available to me, but it was a lot of hard work and it's still hard work because now I'm back, back to work, but I'm challenged every single day. Yeah. The work hasn't ended and it's not going to end for a while. I assume this is going to be a continuous thing. Thank you so much for sharing that and being really honest about what's going on behind the scenes. I truly wish I could jump through the computer right now and just like put your head on my shoulder and just wrap you up. And I mean, the amount that you've had to carry, and I mean, we're not, we haven't even touched the surface of what all of that is, is extraordinary. And so I think so often we have such high expectations as women as to what we can do and that we can do it all. We receive all these messages all the time. Well, you can do it all. You can do it all. And I'm so down for that. And it can be really inspiring in moments. But in other moments lately, especially, I've just been thinking, we can't actually do it all. And in some ways, I think that messaging is harmful to us because it's not giving us permission to rest. It's not giving us permission to set those boundaries and to hold the boundaries and to say no to things when we need to say no to them. I've also Here's never- the thing that's missing though, is that there's nothing fundamentally wrong with saying that we could do it all because we can, but we can't do it all at the same time. So there's always something that's going to have to give. And that's a perspective that that's changed for me. I think a lot over the last couple of years, because I always used to be like talking about balance and finding balance. And it's like, does that even really exist? Because when I'm killing it at home in the mom front and spending all this quality time, you get it, something else. Oh, it's slipping down the mountain over there. The balls are dropping over in the other department. (laughs) And then you're like, oh shit, I got to go get those balls. And then, you know, your kids start something, something happens and something's not, you're not feeling like you're nailing it over there. There's no fresh scones coming out of the oven. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) The skin's not glowing as you like it to be. Like shit's falling all over the place in other areas. And so, I mean, I have also never heard somebody talk about a sound bath yet on this. And I love that you had such a visceral response to that, that you, that it was so supportive to you. So have you done another one since then? Funny you should ask. So I was talking to the ladies at home and they're like, we know how transformative this was for you and how intense (laughs) whenever like you're ready to come back, you know, our doors always open on them. I do want to get back and I actually want to bring my team with me. And make it kind of like a team building exercise. But 
I've like worked on so many emotions. So I feel like I'm, I could walk into this next sound bath experience more in tuned to what's going on with me, which is very interesting. Cause I think that because of this new self-awareness that I have, I'm probably going to have a very different and highly enlightening experience and far different than the last one. I had a similar experience doing breath work with a friend of mine, Kate Horseman, and I went into it being like, perfect. I'm just going to do some, you know, light breathing, a little clarity, ground me down. I was paralyzed. First of all, my hands went into this like Trinosaurus Rex dinosaur mode. I felt like somebody was strangling me. It was so intense. I was crying. I was having like all of a sudden the word baby just kept coming to mind over and over again. I was like, what did I sign up for? But it was the most incredible release and it was unbelievable. I just couldn't believe how powerful it was. I haven't gone back, not because I don't want to, but I think sometimes after you have one of those like really intense experiences, you need a second. So what was it that brought you from the corporate world into doing what you're doing now? Like you, it sounds like you were a boss and, you know, things were going well. What what made you quit your job and start into this new world of online fitness and marketing and all of that? Yeah, things were going very well. And I loved my job and my career. I was diagnosed with a a rare kidney disease when I was in university in the U.S., And I had battled with it for years, but I think what happened is stress causes and flares up diseases. And I was in a pretty stressful job and traveling a lot, literally in four different cities across the country every week and like flying home Fridays and doing it again every Monday. And I was doing that for like two years. So the lifestyle, you know, not sleeping in your own bed and being on a plane all the time and not eating so great because you're eating out every night. So I'd taken some time off and I hadn't really realized the chronic pain that I was developing as well. I just had wrapped everything up into this little ball with the kidney disease. And then I was subsequently diagnosed with fibromyalgia, which is a chronic Mm. pain condition. And that's what was really crippling me with pain and making me completely debilitated. So I took two weeks off or what I thought was going to be two weeks off work, which was prescribed and recommended by my doctor, which turned into almost two years. Wow. So it was just a vicious, nasty cycle of being pumped pharmaceutical drugs and having a new symptom after new symptom that would require new drugs. I was on bed rest for about a year. I was pretty much in the hospital for same amount of time. I was not the same person. Like what you're seeing now is not what I looked like then. I was a shell of a human had to give up a lot, gave up my career, gave up assets, gave up my place, moved in with my parents. And for someone that's always been a high level, high functioning individual, former elite athlete who'd played tennis her entire life and went to school on a, on a full scholarship in the U S to not even being able to walk five feet from the bed to the bathroom was traumatic backed by doctors echoing that I would never lead a normal human, like normal functioning in life again, 
this is all amidst the time where I'm trying to plan a wedding. I was engaged at the time and I'm like, okay, I'm 27, 28. And this is like supposed to be the best years of my life. And I was just excelling and so far ahead of where I ever thought I would be. And I felt like all of that was being ripped away from me. So that also had mental health effects. And then, you know, I was dealing with depression and anxiety and insomnia So it was really one of those moments where you just couldn't get any lower. The rock bottom. Correct. Like (laughs) scraping, trying to claw my way out. And when there's chronic pain involved, you just, it's always there. It's It's always there. And it's a hard thing because it's not something that people can visibly see and they can't understand it. And it's not something like cancer that people can kind of grapple around, like, you know? Yeah. And then- my cousin who works on our team still to this day was like, you have so much amazing experience. Maybe you should write or like start a website. And I was like, are you okay? (laughs) I'm like, why would I do that? I have two post-secondary degrees and like have a great career. And I'm like, I could leave this current job. And, you know, I had plans on like, applying for this role at Adidas or Nike. I I had like, I'm like, I got this. I'm just going to get better and get back right on the same track I got off of. And then I thought about it. And as I continued to be on bed rest, I was like, you know what? Maybe I should. And if for anything, it may just be cathartic and it may just be an outlet. I had no idea that it would ever end up where it is today. I had no idea any brand would ever want to work with me. I didn't even think anyone besides my mom was going to read it. (laughs) Seriously, because I was just like, well, who would care what I have to say? So I just did it and I started to really enjoy writing. And then as I got healthier and healthier and was able to emerge back into real life in society, I started to go to things and, and travel. And I was just organically sharing those experiences. And then it just took off from there, but it wasn't until I would say a year and a half, maybe two years into it, where I was finally transparent about my chronic health conditions. And then that is when everything changed because before it was just kind of more surface fun stuff, like, you know, beauty stuff and fashion and, and travel. But then when I talked about the kidney disease and talked about the fibromyalgia and how I overcame that with lifestyle changes, with my diet and with exercise and with alternative medicine, alternative therapies, that's when people were like, we didn't know that this was going on. And if she's able to like move her body and run a half marathon and do all of these things with all of that, like basically in a deficit, then if she can do that, then I can too sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it became a lot more about like wellness, my wellness journey. And yeah, it just sort of rolled out. So naturally, even if it didn't feel natural in the moment. And it's just such a testament to how hungry we are for vulnerability from other humans to understand not just the highs, but the low points as well. And I mean, I've really found our whole platform is just so built off of sharing those vulnerable moments and that we're craving that. 
we're craving that as human beings in this world of social media. So, so impressive that you're leading the pack in that area. So I'm curious to know, you've obviously had this incredible journey with your health and wellness and have used both Western and Eastern practices to help you get to the point where you're at right now. If I were to take you to a deserted island and you could bring three things with you that would support your health and wellness, what would you bring with you and why? I do not think at this point I could survive without a notebook. Mm, Okay. Preferably journals with prompts like journal prompts or affor- like manifestation or gratitude prompts. Cause not every single day you wake up just with all of these things at the top of your mind. So I think that I'm going to send you our health and wellness journal that we did. Oh my God, still. Please. It's a Canadian oh God, local like, company and it has love. all the prompts and okay, all love. around our non-diet approach to health and wellness. So that's coming in the send for you. It. Send. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay. We've got a journal. I think sage, like to sage or smudge my yes. space. What does that mean for you? Clearing and cleansing bad energy. Mm. I like to do that once Love a week. It. I open the windows in my place. Yeah. I light my sage. I go counterclockwise around my space. I mutter things in certain corners. I don't want to sound too woohoo right now, but. Oh no, I'm here uh, for the woohoo. Like, are you saying affirmations? I mean, we need all the tools, Sasha. Don't leave us behind. So we're walking counterclockwise with sage, which you burn. Yeah, but sometimes there's affirmations. At one point, I had a girlfriend send me actually something to recite while putting kosher salt in the corners of your space. Beautiful. I don't do that anymore. I'm just doing the smudging. Yeah. I love little rituals like that. And really it's changing the energy within your mind and therefore your whole body as well as your space too. So that's super cool. And I think, I mean, this sounds a bit frivolous, but like a big part of my self-care routine is like, I'm a mass quarter. Like I have time for skincare. Like I love, like I love masks just as much as I love journals. Yes. So I don't leave home if I travel anywhere without one. What's your favorite right now? There's a new Clinique two-in-one charcoal and exfoliating mask. Okay. We love a multi-purpose product. Love a multi-purpose. But- <laughs> we got to we got to get two in one. Okay. The Clinique charcoal. charcoal, Yeah. The charcoal is like pulling out all the impurities through a clay. So it's bringing up surface and the exfoliation in the product just it's like literally you're removing one or two layers of skin. So you're just left with this baby soft feeling texture. It's divine. You look crazy wearing it. Who cares how you look? This is the primary message of this podcast. Who cares how you look? Get the charcoal mask. We'll link to it down below. Yeah. Okay, amazing. So we've got a notebook, sage, and um, a good mask. Face mask. Okay, amazing. And last question, if you could send an email to every woman in the world, what would your message say? And then you die after you send it, by the way. You like think my friend in real life? You're hilarious. <laughs> I was not expecting that. <laughs> That's so funny. I think my note to all of the women out there 
would just be a gentle reminder that nothing's permanent. I love that. That's something that I would have loved to hear many times throughout my personal life and at work. Like a lot of us feel stuck. Like people are stuck in careers, stuck in relationships, stuck even just like in friendships. Stuck in the beliefs they carry about themselves. Yeah. Just like even just in a rut. I don't even want to say because like mental health is very important to me and I don't like to minimize it in any way. So I'm not talking about depression per se, but I'm talking about just a rough patch. None of that is permanent. It doesn't need to be permanent. And we actually have the ability within ourselves to shift a lot by using our minds. Amen to that. Thank you so much for carving out some space to have this conversation with me today. I don't think I asked you a single question that I'd written down, but it was was so fun. And I am honestly in your corner cheering you on here for whatever you have to say, all this incredible fashion that you're dishing out. Make sure that you follow Sasha on Instagram. Where else can people find you? We have a newly refreshed website, so I can be found there as well. So it's just SashaExeter.com and on TikTok, because that's where we're having Ooh. a lot of fun. Oh, she's doing it. You're, I you're am doing it. While, it took me a while to get into it. And I like avoided it for as long as humanly possible. But with so many things going on in social media, like with Instagram, I just, I needed a space where I could just literally do whatever and have so much fun and be completely unabashed and really enjoy creating content again. And honestly, sometimes I've laughed so hard. Snot has come out of my nose. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. I can't wait to go follow you on TikTok and check all of that out. And congrats on the new website. Those are always a beast to create, but I'm sure it's fabulous. So we'll make sure we link to all of that below. Follow Sasha and let us know what your favorite part of this conversation was. Take a screenshot of the conversation on your phone or on your computer. Let us know which part of the of the show you're taking with you. What's your like aha moment or golden nugget that you're going to carry with you from today onwards. Thank you so much for tuning in as always. And Sasha, thank you for joining me. Thank you, beauty. I really appreciate it. It was so fun chatting with you. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.